here. Are we here? Right. <laughs> yep. Okay. All right. We're looking over equipment. <laughs> anyway. Look at you, Mark. You're so bright. I know. You right? might as well wear shades. Uh, you might as well pull a curtain. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. We're here. What's up, guys? <laughs> it's been a while since we've done this. Yeah. About a year, I think. And we act like it's been a while. Yeah. Well, anyway, the reason we are here is to talk about waking up from the nightmare that is autism. And some of you folks may disagree with that. That's fine. You can disagree. Okay. Uh, some of you, though, and I, in fact, most of you will probably find this very interesting <clears throat> because uh, most people who are being healed from autism are children, not adults. And uh, the adults that have done so have done so to varying degrees. Um, I know one adult who we recently saw him and we were like, wow, he looks a lot better than he used to. Yeah. And uh, we interviewed him on here a year, year and a half ago, maybe a little longer. Actually, it's been much longer than that. It's probably more like three years ago. But anyway, oh, my goodness. Yeah. I guess uh, so. Well, we'll stop it. Yeah, well, something like that. Wow. And so... Um, uh, uh, we're probably just going to have to have him back on here because do adults heal from autism? Absolutely. Because people, there's a lot of folks who are like, well, autism can't be healed. Really? You can't give me any solid evidence for that. Why? Because if you clean out the human body, if you detox it from heavy metals, you heal it from things like um, uh, viruses and bacteria. For instance, if you heal SIBO, uh, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, for those of you who don't know what it is, <clears throat> heal it from uh, viral issues uh, and then inflammation, uh, oh, God knows what all else. Uh, heal the gut, there you go, because that's where I started. Mm -hmm. Started with the gut. We started the GAPS diet back in July of 2013. In fact, it's been nine years <clears throat> since Almost we did that. exactly. What is today? The 13th? Uh, yeah, it was about either the 8th or 9th of July of 2013 that we yeah. started. And <clears throat> so uh, the GAPS diet was great for about a year and a half, but as I was telling a friend of mine who is on her own healing journey that I work with, uh, she goes, I know where you're going with this. I told her after a year and a half, I just got inflamed and felt bad, and, and it was like I was back at square one. She goes, yep, she goes, my brother-in-law, he did the same thing, and he had to quit. He had to go on vegan just to uh, lose the weight and, and feel better again. And I was like, yep. So the GAPS diet did great, though, because it started healing my brain and some of my communication, but mainly it was my gut. And so uh, uh, then I was able to communicate with Michelle better, a little bit better, understand her a little bit better. And uh, see, that's Michelle, because some of you might be new. That's Michelle. I'm Mark. Because we didn't, well, we didn't do anything. Uh, <laughs> and, well, there's nobody here anyway. Right. Of course, but, the podcasters are going to be like, what are they? They're, they're so disorganized. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, we're disorganized, but what it is is we're having fun. Yeah. And uh, and Hey, you know, our house felt like a party today. Earlier today. Uh, earlier today. <laughs> earlier today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and for those of you who don't know, Michelle works as a medium, and I work as a wise ass. <clears throat> And so between the two of us, uh, we help heal the world. 
And, uh, and yes, we do. Just just watch us nod, okay? And uh, for those of you who are listening to us, we're nodding and smiling, okay? And uh, But uh, uh, we have gotten to the point to where uh, living with each other is actually fun. Because uh, we'll quote programs that we sh- watch together to each other, and uh, <laughs> we play around with the cats. Michelle dragged the cats in a box throughout the house two or three times today. Yeah, and I have and, an Instagram for the cats. If you want to go to mostly ginger squared, uh, that's on Instagram, that's Instagram, right? And uh, uh, that's Fry and Lori, they're cute little guys. But since we're here to talk about, well, I don't know. Let's talk about the cats' autism. We have a viewer. <laughs> Hi, viewer. <laughs> and um, uh, uh, but as far as uh, the autism goes, the gap stats where we started it did us good for a while. We happened upon, after floundering for a couple more years, we happened upon another diet called the medical medium diet which was raw vegan, and we quit cold turkey off the meat and the fat and the dairy and all that and went cold turkey to raw vegan. And for 35 days, we did a heavy metal detox smoothie, which consists of wild, uh, organic wild blueberries, dulse, barley grass juice powder, cilantro, yes, cilantro, and I'll tell you something about cilantro here in a minute. And then what was the, there was something else. <laughs> did you say blueberries? I said blueberries, dulse. Barley grass juice powder and cilantro. It's on our page. Anyway, <laughs> we do have videos right here on Heal Your Autism uh, that show you how to make the smoothie. But 35 days straight of that smoothie and no fat, and it changed my brain exponentially even more than the GAPS diet did. My communication got much better. Uh, what I was trying to say, I was actually saying for the first time in my life. Hey, somebody left a comment and I can't so it, see it. Oh, it says... I find your story very interesting, she says. Did you write a book or just doing these podcasts? Uh, okay, Susan, we actually have written a few books. One of them is uh, a freebie. It's called Buried Alive, One Man's Journey Nothing's Out of Nothing's free and, anymore. Oh, it's not free anymore? Okay, see, we don't communicate enough. Well, so much has happened. Well, go. Well, what I really wanted to ask you was yeah. what is the what are the top three things that you couldn't believe you woke up into. Number one. Let's all the drama in that. Yeah. <clears throat> Number one. I spent my life listening to other people. When I was when I was autistic, I thought other people knew better than me. And you know what? In a lot of cases they did. But most people are not well meaning, nor are they well intentioned. They're just reacting to you. So any of you folks on here who are listening who have autism, that is going to be something that you need to stop and think about. Because a lot of people who are telling you, oh, you're being this way, you're being that way, they're just being being reactive jerks. Yeah, you know, I think most of you think that way about NTs anyway. But the truth is, there are some NTs who are well-intentioned and do like you and do want to help. But most NTs just are pretty much just reactive people. But that's how the world is, which leads me to number two, okay? I woke up to a world where most people were really more incompetent than I was. <laughs> hey, man. There must be a cat behind you. Hey, knock that up. Yes. 
for the podcasters. Yes. <laughs> we just lost our behind screen. Yeah, our, our behind screen. <laughs> the screen that covers our butts. <laughs> hey, Fran, knock it off, man. And uh, Fran is one of our kitties. He's behind the screen here. You can't quite see him. Happy Friday. Happy, yeah, happy Friday. He's trying to now, and it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but uh, <clears throat> uh, the second one was realizing that most people aren't as well put together as I've worked my butt off trying to be myself. Explain and, how that was for you as an autistic person. What? How hard you had to work. Oh, I had to... I had to work doubly hard, and I know there are people out there, well, you know, you're privileged as a white man, or this, I don't care about that, because we all have incredibly different lives, and just because of one person's ethnicity or gender or whatever else, does not privilege make necessarily, all right? So, <clears throat> just stop with that. Uh, <clears throat> so, I had to work doubly hard... See, precarious, yeah. And uh, uh, our equipment setup is a little bit precarious, and the cat is testing its durability. Uh, <clears throat> wow, that was well said. Wasn't it? And uh, uh, it would have taken me 20 minutes to say that when I was autistic. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, but you're going to, but those of you who decide to go on the healing journey, and oh my God, it's a journey, uh, <clears throat> you'll find that you're going to wake up to a world that is that you were blind to, right? That's what I want to talk okay? about. Yeah. Mind blindness is a real thing. And and interestingly enough, NTs have it too. You know how I know? Because I deal with it every day. Why? Because I'll hear them say, oh, well, you know, in fact, I had my boss tell me <laughs> recently, well, I grew up in the South and I have a father-in-law who's from the South and I said, where'd you grow up? Texas. Oh, uh, okay. And he's, my father-in-law, he's from Alabama. I'm like, okay, all right. And I'm sitting there thinking, you're really not going to tell me that my experience growing up, and I'm 20 years older than you, should be, should have been exactly the same as yours. Well, that's exactly what he was telling me. So, NTs have mind blindness, too. Of course, I say NTs. I, I don't really know what this particular... Well, I think part of it is... That everyone has metals. Yes. Everyone, whether you realize it or not, you have been exposed to heavy metals in your life. It is, it's in your food. It's in your environment. Uh, your brain has soaked them up. Your nervous system has soaked them up to an, to an extent. And because of that... <laughs> oh, he's, he's <laughs> We're having technical difficulties with the cat. That's feline difficulties, not technical difficulties. <laughs> This is the kitty. Yeah. Can you turn that light on? Okay, that's too dark. <laughs> okay, maybe we've got this going now. Maybe. We got two viewers and they're like, what did we walk into? <laughs> okay. All right. So, so anyway, what, what were you, you were, there's a question you were asking me or you were getting ready to say something. No, go ahead. Okay. And so that's exactly what he was doing. But metals. We've all been exposed to them. It just depends on where those metals are in our nervous, central nervous systems mm -hmm. uh, that depend on whether we appear autistic or whether we appear ADD or whether we appear ADHD. Or depression. Or Alzheimer's or anxiety. She, again, she did that heavy metal detox smoothie with me for that first 35 days of the medical medium diet. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, it was amazing for her because she lost almost all of her anxiety. It right. All of it. And I didn't have no. autism. No. I. I uh, so I'm saying everyone probably needs to get medals out. Yes. She has been a working musician for our marriage, and so and we've been, been married almost 28 years. Next week will be 28 years. And uh, when she did the heavy metal detox smoothing, uh, she was able to do things musically that she was never able to do before that. And <clears throat> that's been absolutely fascinating for her because she's like, I can do this now. I could never do this before. And uh, so what our message is, you can heal from anything. Yeah. And if somebody says autism is unhealable, you can walk away confidently knowing that that is not true. Because even medical mediums said that the, that heavy metals, if they're in the brain and they've, and they've been there longer than 18 years, it's impossible to remove them. That is completely untrue. I'm not saying he's lying. I'm just saying that is completely untrue. Because I was in my early 50s when I started 40s. that late 40s. Yeah. Well, the the heavy metal detox movie, right. that was four years ago now, four and a half years ago. So, well, that'd make me 49. 49. <laughs> okay, let's be so, technical. So late, okay. well, why not? I didn't know you were that old. When did that happen? Yeah, right? It's not a good point. <laughs> and, uh, but think about that. I was 48 when I started that, the heavy metal detox movie, and it worked for me, and it worked great. We did the, medical, we did the heavy metal detox movie numerous times after that and healed even more each time. <clears throat> Mainly, it was killing off strep bacteria. Um, uh, the heavy metal detox smoothie care, takes care of more than just metals. Let me tell you about the cilantro real quick. Uh, I went to school for anthropology. Then I went to school for biology. I was almost able to complete the full biology degree, but the autism in this case wouldn't allow me to assimilate the information fast enough to pass the classes. So, you know, those of you who are having trouble in school... Yeah, it's not the way the teachers are teaching. It's your autism. Okay? Period. It just is. Uh, so, uh, after getting through as much biology as I could, I just went ahead and graduated with the anthropology degree. But then, uh, doing the biology coursework taught me to read scientific articles. All right, so I decided, well, you know what? Medical medium talks about cilantro. I wonder why. Alright, well I didn't look up medical medium in cilantro. What I did is I looked up cilantro in PubMed Central and PubMed. Alright, thousands of articles on how cilantro detoxes heavy metals from the central nervous system. Uh, an article as old as 1995 uh, talking about cilantro being a detoxifier for heavy metals for people who work in heavy metal lines such as gold, silver, um, uh, lead mines, that kind of stuff. And uh, they use cilantro to detox uh, the heavy metals from those miners. So uh, that was an absolutely fascinating thing to find out because there are other heavy metal detoxification protocols and this one is the easiest by far. By far. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, because you just drink what Something you need that to tastes good. That tastes good. It reminds me of bubble gum, bubble gum from the eighties. For those of us who remember, <laughs> old enough to remember that. And That's a good point. It does. It does remind me of that. And the blueberries uh, have so many antioxidants in it that they help uh, 
with oxidative stress. And oxidative stress has been shown to be a huge factor in autism. But what you, you have to be careful with the cilantro. It's really it is very, highly detoxed. Yeah, and see, I forgot about that. That's a good so, point. So, you know, maybe one leaf. Well, for folks <laughs> who are really sensitive like you. Yeah. yeah. So you have to be really careful with the cilantro. Because I was detoxing at a rate that made me crazy for a while. Yeah. And Because there was no rest. Yeah, body couldn't rest. Mm-hmm. And you and you do have to rest from detoxification. In fact, a friend of mine at work who's on her own healing journey, uh, she and I were talking about that, and I was just talking about how like Michelle likes to use the word if you detox too much, it's like running your fingers down a chalkboard after a while inside your body. Yeah, on the inside because everything's getting squeaky clean. Yeah, and uh, you know that squeaky clean is a good feeling until you feel it for too long. Then it's just like, Ugh! you know. But let's talk about, because this just came to mind. Yeah. Um, you know, you got all those metals out, and your emotions definitely came on, but you still had you still had issues, and we couldn't figure out what it was. And we finally figured out it was strep and a biofilm. Yeah. Okay, biofilms, very important. Pans, pandas, the, uh, everybody wants to argue about what causes pans, pandas. I think it's pans that is caused by strep bacteria. Pandas might be caused by another bacteria. Okay. Or they're all viral. It could be all, probably any of it. Okay, I'm going to boil it all down to this. One word, biofilm. Look it up. Okay. Biofilm, what it is, is a collection of bacteria, probably viruses, probably archaeans. What are archaeans, you ask? They're another type of single-celled organism. Very much like bacteria. They used to be classified as bacteria. Thing is, archaeans live in extreme environments. <clears throat> and, uh, uh, of course, there are bacteria that do too. So, what this is, this collection of, and I remember learning about this in applied microbiology long before I suspected I had a biofilm. Well, truthfully, long before I knew that humans can have biofilms that affect their behaviors. Alright, now this is important to note. They're biofilms for some people. <clears throat> All right, he's settling in. Uh, the cat. Uh, uh, biofilms do affect the behavior of some people. Okay? Uh, probably more people than we realize. Yes. Right? But it, they do affect the behavior of some people with autism. Now, <clears throat> definitely did me. Uh, there was a time when I would just be angry and paranoid, you couldn't talk to me, nothing, when I was autistic. It was very difficult to interact with me. It was dangerous for your emotions to interact with me, Michelle. You know what I'm talking about. Yep. Okay. So <clears throat> that, uh, that explosive behavior, uh, violent behavior in some cases, Yeah. Um, uh, there, uh, there were some... I, we've heard come across a lot of families with kids who are violent. It's because of this biofilm. You break that biofilm and you stop feeding them beans, legumes of any kind, breads, pastas, grains of any kind, and you will break that biofilm. When you break that biofilm, their behavior will change because mine has every time. Finally, this past couple weeks, I've been eating... No grains, no no beans, peas, nothing. None of that. And I have felt great. And I have been happy 
as a, well, I don't know, church mouse is poor. But as I a lark? There we go, but I don't know what a, how happy a lark is. So I mean, Larks you know, are very happy. They are tweet. They, she personally knows some. I do. The next door neighbors. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, but believe me, people will always tell me, why don't you just be happy? I'm like, well, you know what? If you know what the secret that is, tell me. If don't, if you don't, just Can I right. speak to this? Yeah. Okay, so... The thing about a biofilm is it actually takes over your nervous system, your body, your desires, your... Yeah, it causes cravings that you can't control. So you're living your life through... Sorry, this kitty here is... <laughs> Mister, you're going to have to knock it off, okay? He is going to knock it off. Well, yeah, literally. Dude. Okay. <laughs> so... So you literally are living your life um, actually you're not living your life at all. No. Pathogens are living your life. They are controlling your brain. And that is 100% true. I know, oh, that doesn't happen. Yes, it does. <laughs> right? When you tell me it doesn't happen to you, yes, it does. Because they, in fact, I was telling Cassie this. Sorry, I forgot. Probably no should names. mention names. That's right. But anyway, I was telling my friend at work this, and uh, I said, you know, uh, biofilm and the small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. That's the biofilm. Yeah. And uh, the bacterial overgrowth. It says bacterial, but it's got to be more than that. And so a collection of viruses, bacteria, archaeans, uh, yeast, which are fungi. Right. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, or fungus, if you want to, you know, uh, be singular about fungus it. Fungus among us. Fungus, right? And so they form a collection that communicates with each other, and they all produce metabolic byproducts. In other words, their metabolisms produce waste products that <laughs> affect, yeah, bacterial <laughs> poop. Right? And that, uh, <clears throat> that hey, Nat uh, is it Natalia? Hey, Natalia. Uh, <clears throat> And all of these byproducts produced by the viruses, the bacteria, the, the archaeans, the yeast, the other funguses, the candida. Candida is one of the main ones. All the byproducts affect your brain. And they affect your behavior. They affect your mood. They affect your outlook on life. I'm a very positive human being. <laughs> and I wouldn't have known that. Well, I, I'll, I'll say, I won't say a very positive human being, but I have a very much more positive outlook on life when I don't have when the biofilm is not controlling my oh my goodness it's a it's night and day it's Jekyll and Hyde <laughs> yeah in fact I said that recently yeah Jekyll and Hyde and so uh it's important that you break these biofilms through uh, raw garlic is one of the best things but then we found uh was it last year that Mucinex and Claritin. Claritin. Uh, you know, if you take a little in bit combination, more, in combination, take with it the, what's written on the package. What's written on the package with the raw garlic, uh, you will break that biofilm eventually, and you will see a behavioral change. Uh, it will be great. It'll probably be gradual, but as you get on, the be it'll be a much bigger behavioral change over time, and you will be amazed at. Uh, right, because we've seen people say, hey, we've been doing this heavy metal detox smoothie and it's it's really not doing anything. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's because there's a biofilm. Mm -hmm. 
and, and biofilm gets in the way. Uh, uh, so breaking the biofilm or a biofilm, especially if you're a loved one on the spectrum, or even you for that matter. Uh, but even had, regular people, I'm going to say regular. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because no one's regular. Well, well, that's the thing. We lump everybody into regular who isn't autistic, so to speak, you know, or who doesn't have a disability, thinking, oh, well, they must be normal. No, no one is normal. No. So I'm saying everyone has this biofilm. I mean, that's just where we are at this point on the planet. But if you want to cop out and say there's no such thing as a normal brain, you can go ahead and do that. But there really is such a thing as a happy, healthily functioning brain. But it takes a lot to get there. <laughs> it does take a lot to get there. We've been doing this for nine years, right? Ten. Almost ten. I've been doing it for ten. Well, you haven't been doing the diet for ten. No. I'm thinking about 2013. What are you thinking yeah. about? Yeah. Well, I'm thinking about 2012. <clears throat> well, but you're but think about. Well, we. I see, mean, it's been 14 years for you this month since 2008. That's when right. you started. Deciding, you know, I'm tired of all the pain yeah. and all the locked shoulder and yeah, all the locked that's when jaw. I started trying energy medicine and stuff because mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, this nothing's working here, mm-hmm. and um, and there it was enough of a difference for me that I just kept doing it. Yeah, and look where I am now. Yeah, I can do squats. She can, and uh, uh, she can lift things. In weights that she never could before. Oh my goodness! I put a thirty-five pound bat container of cat food into a buggy without thinking about it. Cat litter. Yeah. What did yeah, I okay. say? Oh, you said cat food. I'm like, I guess it could. I'm so glad food. you're here. I know, right? To make it to make it completely <laughs> to make it accurate. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, uh, yeah, the the report that you see us have now has taken a long time to get to. Right. But I don't think it'll take that long now. I don't take, think it'll take 10 years for people to feel better. No, no, probably not. And, and you know. Because this information wasn't available then. Well, exactly. And, again, we floundered for yeah. two or three more years after the GAPS diet until yeah. we came across the medical median diet. And I, I say got floundered. worse on the GAPS. She did. So. And so I say floundered. We were just waiting until we were ready for the next step, you know. Right. And, and so uh, medical medium really did help us. Um, so, uh, that, uh, as far as the emotions coming on, see, I can now share other people's emotional experiences. Uh, before I could not, I had undiagnosed alexithymia. That is a condition for those of you who don't know where, uh, you're not able to recognize your own emotions or even feel them for that matter. And it's interesting Mm -hmm. how many people actually have that and don't know it. Oh, exactly. Or it's it's a spectrum as well. Mm -hmm. So I probably had some, but it was like 20% instead of 100 or something. Right, right. And I work with a lot of people uh, who have that themselves, although it's undiagnosed for them, and they would never suspect they have it, and they think they're perfectly normal. Like, okay. (laughs) So, you know. Uh, but that's just uh, that's just where they're at in their journey. So I'm not going to point fingers at them and say, "Damn, you need to fix that." You know, it's not my place, not my business. So, um, but anyway, uh, did you finish the three things I asked you? What you woke up into? Uh, what was the second? The first thing, number one, and number two. Number one was uh, realizing that uh, uh, people were just reacting to me when I was autistic. For the most part, that was my. For the most part, that is just the case. 
the vast majority of people that you come into contact with when you're autistic are reacting to you because they feel uncomfortable with the way you're either doing things or the way you're acting. And you know what? Truthfully, your autism is not your fault, right? So it's not your business to please these other people and to conform to their reactions because they don't like how you're being. That's their problem, not yours. Uh, but I had, but that is how we get traumatized and how people with autism wind up with PTSD. It's because they get shouted at and screamed at and hit. Uh, uh, abused is really what the term is. Uh, now, I'm not going to say that you need to uh, play a victim card because the truth is all of the effect of that abuse you're responsible for clearing up, not them. Because they're ha responsible for clearing up their own abuse, what they got. Uh, and that's the thing. Uh, so that was the first thing, realizing that people are just reacting to you and they're usually reacting to you negatively and they're being nasty. Uh, the second one is, uh, and you heard me talk about this a little bit, waking up into a world where I'm as confident pretty much or more confident than most people that I work with. And I worked doubly hard most of the time when I was autistic to prove that I was just as good as others. Right. Because I was trying to prove myself. And I know you say, oh, you don't have to prove yourself. Yeah, I get it. But that's not the way the world works. Okay? That's not the way Mark's world works. And it, did, it didn't. And, and so I spent a long time trying to please people. You know, still working on that. For the most part, I don't please people. I, I'm just not... It's not what I do. It's not in his nature. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, it's in my nature to do what I need to do in my life, right, and, and heal me. Other people have to heal themselves. Uh, but uh, uh, that was the second thing. The third thing was, and this was, a, this was a big thing, right, stop identifying with autism as if it is who you actually are and it makes you up right because then you will never you will never see the world the way that it is right <clears throat> you think the world is your problem it is regardless of what i just said about people reacting to you The autism is causing a significant amount of issues for you. And I've run into a lot of autistic adults who say, do not talk bad about autism. I'm like, whatever, deny then. You can deny all you want. But until you realize that your autism is causing you a problem, I mean, here's the thing. If you don't think your autism is causing you a problem, fine, right? If your life has been so easy that you haven't encountered problems, then wow. <laughs> I'm amazed, right? Because even NTs don't have lives where they don't have problems. Right. Right? So if you're telling me your life has been that easy, oh my God, tell me the secret. Oh, enlightened one, okay? Because it just it just doesn't happen, right? So if you're blaming your problems on somebody else, okay, sure, that's what most of the rest of the world does anyway. But then that's why the rest of the world doesn't change. But also, if you identify as autistic... Mm -hmm. You can't change it. Right. And, and, and that doesn't mean changing the wording in a sentence. Oh, a loved one with autism or a person with autism or I'm autistic. No. 
What she's talking about is, uh, no, I am an autistic person, and autism is who I am. That, no. If your identity is so bound up in an illness, in a disorder, that you choose to not see it for what it is and what it's doing to you, then that's where your problem lies. It just does. All right? And I, at one point identified the exact same way. Why? She knew, right? Because she heard me. Oh, I'm autistic. I'm an autistic person. I'm proud of that. Okay, great. Well, it's something to do when you don't know that you can get rid of it. Right. And so there's nothing wrong with it, but as always keep like a little window open. Like, well, maybe this can go away and I can have a normal... Right. In other words, don't have a Normal relationships is what I'm saying because normal life, there isn't such a thing, but relationships, there are healthy relationships. That can be having, that can be had, and can be joyful. If you would just speak to that, the difference between our relationship from oh, autism to okay. here, just to show that you can have something really different. Easy. <clears throat> and I think a lot of you out there with autistic loved ones will totally understand this. All right. I always came to her to fix my problems. Didn't know how to do it myself, and they were all social problems. I don't understand why this guy's picking on me. I don't understand, you know, I still sometimes come to her with things because... Very rarely. <laughs> very rarely. But but here's the thing. When you grow up with autism, you grow up with what are called developmental gaps. And that means that your brain was in such a poor state of health when you were growing up that you didn't get, you didn't go through a normal development like most kids. I didn't say all kids. I said most kids, Right. And again, I also understand that most kids don't go through normal development. A large part of them have fairly normal developmental stages, but and but there is a certain amount who do not, right? And if you're autistic, you don't, right? Here I am at 53, and sometimes I have to tell my bosses this. Here I am at 53, learning things that I should have learned when I was 10 or younger. You think that's not frustrating? I was pissed off about that yesterday, and I told her. I said, I'm mad that I still have gaps in my social understanding and abilities that had I grown up without autism, I probably would not have had. So uh, that's the thing. I get it that autism, you consider autism neurodiversity. But you know what? I only hear autistic people talking about neurodiversity. I really do. I heard a a couple of them at work talking about that. I'm like, guys, unless you're including every other person in the world, in your grouping of neurodiversity, you're not neurodiverse. You're just not. And that irritated him, but I do not care. I'm past the point of caring about that crap. Because all that is is a very self-centered, and that's what the word autism means, morbid self-centeredness. It's a morbid, morbidly self-centered way of looking at the world. And, uh, you know, there are entities out there who are trying to help those on the spectrum. But the vast majority of NTs don't even know that there is an autistic spectrum. Of course, they don't even realize that there's a spectrum that they live on. Right. You know, because... Because <laughs> there's not the inward thinking. There's really not. And, and introspection, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, well, in the 1840s, uh, was it Henry David Thoreau or somebody, uh, talked about Americans were very active on the iron couch of introspection. And it's interesting that he used the term iron, iron. couch. 
you know, but anyway, uh, so, uh, you know, we, we apparently do a lot more of it than the rest of the world. I don't know. That seemed to be what he was saying. So anyway, uh, did that speak to the first? Oh, man, that was fantastic. <clears throat> I think you may have started your career as a um, motivational speaker. You think so? Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see how that works out. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we don't see any other questions, and I think we're finished for this episode. Yeah. Maybe we'll, think? we're fine. Because uh, there's always more to be said. I can talk Mark all can day. Talk I can talk till Jesus comes back. <laughs> but uh, anyway, all right, guys. We'll okay, see you we'll next time. Talk to you next time. All right.